The Beyond the Game program is mainly a listener-supported radio ministry. You can help us bring the message of the gospel to thousands of listeners each week with your prayerful support and financial gifts. Visit our website, btgprogram.com. Joining us now is Heather Dorico. Heather is the women's bowling coach for Roberts Wesleyan College, and she competes professionally on the professional women's bowling tour. Heather, it's an honor to have you on the program. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. Roberts introduced bowling as an intercollegiate sport this past season, becoming the fourth ECC school to do so, along with a number of associate members who are competing in the sport. Can you walk us through the process? What are some of the challenges of competing in a sport that's just being introduced by the school? Um, The biggest challenge for starting a brand new program um, is finding the players, really. You know, it's getting the word out there and letting people know that, hey, we have a program around here and you don't have to go five, six hours away now if you want to compete at the D2 level in bowling. Luckily for me, I'm, you know, in the bowling industry and, you know, I've been bowling around here locally for a while now. So pretty easy for me to get the word out, but um, I could see how it'd be a little bit more challenging for somebody that doesn't have that advantage. Was there a highlight moment this season after all the work of getting the team going, a moment when you could pause and celebrate that that you've turned the corner? When did you first feel that bowling was now truly part of the Red Hawks? There was a turning moment for us actually at the ECC championship. Um, We didn't bowl too many tournaments this year. We did four, um, and we went to the ECC championship. So we were pretty late in the game when we had this like aha moment, but the girls had a really, really rough first day of qualifying. And after that, the second day, it goes into bracket play and it's double elimination. And we lost our first match and the girls kind of huddled up together on their own. And they said, we don't want to come in last place. We're better than this. Like we may be a first year team, but we're totally capable of winning a match here. And that next match, they faced Malloy college who has, um, few more years experience than us you know they're not a brand new team to this they have a coach that's been around a while so they're kind of veterans to the ECC uh, right now and they ended up taking it to seven games as a best of seven match and you could just tell the passion with that team they did not want to lose they did not want to come in last place and they fought so so hard that match and they ended up winning And I think the entire bowling center was watching our match. Like everybody had turned to see what was going on because they were so wild up and really, really wanted to win. So that was a really, really cool moment for me. I was really excited for the future of us. Obviously, Roberts went out and they got the very best to coach the team. Not only are you a fitness and training professional, but you compete on the pro bowling circuit. And last year, that tour returned to Rochester. It'll be here again this coming July. How special was that for you, Heather, being from Rochester, to be part of the tour? Oh, man, it was so special to be able to bowl a tour stop right here and have my parents come watch um, and everybody that I've grown up bowling with come watch. And it's actually a little nerve-wracking at first because, you know, after practice, people started to kind of flood in and watch. And I remember my first game was awful, and I turned around and I looked at my dad. And I'm like, Dad, I can't look at everybody back there right now because you know it's like my coaches that I've, you know, grown up with, and I just wanted to make everybody so proud. 
and I was nervous playing in front of them. But then after I settled in, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And I'm so excited that it's actually coming back again this year and I'll be able to do that again and and hopefully make everybody proud. (laughs) No, that's great. Hey, getting back to the Roberts team for a moment, can you take us through and sort of introduce us to the Red Hawks bowling team? Is is there a star on the team we should know or perhaps maybe some prospects or young players that you're counting on for big things uh, next season or the season after? Sure, sure. Um, Nicole Vary is kind of the um, one on our team with the most experience for sure. Um, she struggled a little bit the first part of the season. I think it was just she was so excited to be bowling and wanted to carry the weight of the entire team on, on her shoulders. Um, but going forward next year, we have three recruits coming in, um, all local girls, and they were all like the stars of their high school team. They're taking four players that were the stars of their team and putting them um, all on the same team. So I'm really, really excited about that because I think they'll be able to help each other out quite a bit. And uh, I think they'll mesh really well together. And they all have similar potential. Like they are all phenomenal bowlers. And at any given time, one of them could step up and lead the team. And, you know, the next day, another one could. So I'm really excited about that. That's pretty cool that you got some local girls coming on to the team. Mm-hmm. Can, can you share what schools are coming from? Yeah, we have um, Sarah Gerken is coming from Hilton High School. We have Kayla Collin coming from Arcadia, which uh, is where I went to school, so that's pretty cool for me, too. Um, and then Emily Notabar, actually, she went to Sam Houston State for a year, and then she came back and just wanted to be somewhere closer to home, so um, she'll be a transfer coming in. But she sat out this year and did some transfer credits. So she has a little experience with college bowling already, which is definitely a bonus as well. We're talking with... Heather Dorico, pro bowler and women's bowling coach at Roberts Wesleyan College. I was looking at some of your social media posts, and I can tell that you don't appreciate when people dismiss bowling as not being a real sport. And as an athlete, you've accomplished many things where, where that no doubt counters those claims. After all, you've got a master's degree in kinesiology. You're a certified personal trainer, strength and conditioning specialist. That's not to mention being a pro bowler and a head coach at a D2 college. What is it that you tell people when they try to sell bowling short? And how do you encourage your student athletes to ignore the naysayers? You know, I actually encourage them not to ignore them, but to educate them. Because a lot of people just don't mm-hmm. realize uh, what all goes into bowling at an elite level. You know, they think of when they go bowling, it's just something for fun you know they're eating pizza and they're throwing you know plastic house balls down the lane and really it's like golf you know you could go and you can do it for fun but when you do it professionally or at an elite level it's very very different you know you have different bowling balls for different lane patterns you're bowling on different lane patterns that you know the average person when they walk in a bowling center isn't going to be bowling on that um, we have an invisible playing field because you don't see what the oil pattern is on the lane and you have to adjust to it and figure it out. Um, you know, there's all these different factors and people just don't realize that. And once you start to tell them and explain to them, like, yeah, and I'm throwing a 15-pound bowling ball for eight hours a day at tournaments, I absolutely have to work out and be in shape just like any other sport. You know, my sport may be different, but it still takes a lot to compete at this level. And then people understand once they, they hear a little bit more about it. 
What's it been like being part of the team at Roberts, being the newbie and all, acclimating to part of the coaching team there at Roberts Wesleyan College? Oh, man, it's been awesome. Um, I remember, like, after my first week coming home and I was talking to my parents, I'm like, man, everybody here is so friendly. You know, like, there's people saying hi to me, and I don't really know who they are yet. And I was an assistant coach at Central Missouri, and I thought that was a pretty good environment, but it was still very different. Um, you know, it took me a long time to get to know the coaches there. And here, it was like right away, you started to get to know the coaches, and people would stop by my office just to say, hey, you know, I'm the basketball coach. It's nice to meet you. And they would go out of their way to make me feel welcome. And that was really, really nice and made me feel at home very quickly. Sounds like an encouraging environment. That's kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Heather, you're the founder of BowlFit, where you train bowlers not only for performance, but also for injury prevention. What motivated you to get into that, and what kind of reception have you experienced among your peers? So my own bowling game is actually what encouraged me to get into fitness in the first place. Um, when I was in college, I always had slow ball speed, and Everyone would say, oh, you'd be so good if you could get your ball speed up. And it drove me crazy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to find a way to get my ball speed up. And um, that's when I really got interested in, like, how can what I do in the gym be applied to my bowling? Like, what things do I have to do? And kind of experimented with myself. And after getting my master's degree, I, was, I had people coming to me for programs. Like, I really think I need to get in shape. You know, my knee bothers me when I bowl. I don't know what I should do. And I was like, I need to create a place where people can go to find the programs for bowling that they can do at the gym. Um, so I just, one day I literally just sat down and said, I'm going to put this website together. And I just came up with this idea. And I had no idea how people were going to take to it. Um, but it it blew up. People loved it. And I had so many people coming to me for strength training programs. And now, even if people aren't doing my programs, um, I'm just proud that I feel like I started a trend because so many bowlers, especially the professionals, are very into being fit and working out in the gym now for bowling. So it's like I made this little bit of a change in our industry, and it was a step in the right direction for our sport. So I couldn't mm. be happier with it. Good for you. I've heard of several colleges actually picking up bowling intercollegiately, and now CBS Sports Network, they're going to be televising a number of tournaments this year, including all four of the women's majors. The sport's obviously growing, which must be exciting for you, but does it have any impact for Roberts and their ability to compete at a high level in the years to come that the sport is a growing sport? I think the fact that it's a growing sport actually helps us out because I've been around college bowling for a long time now. My brother is seven years older than me and he did it. So I watched it for years growing up. And it used to be that there were actually it was USBC teams, not NCAA, um, like NAI, NAIA teams and club teams were actually like the head honchos in bowling. And there were a bunch of powerhouses you know, like five or six powerhouse teams, and that's where everybody went. Well, then NCAA started adding more and more programs and scholarship money for girls to go play for them. And so now it's kind of leveled out, and you don't really have the same powerhouse teams year after year. It's more, it's changing every single year, and any team at any point can step up and, um, you know, make it to the, the national, the top eight that compete at nationals. Whereas a few years ago, you know, you would just expect it's only going to be 
Nebraska, Vanderbilt, and the teams that have done it year after year, and now it's it's changing. So it's a good thing, and it gives us a lot of hope that we can get there with with a few years, I think. Once again, we're talking with professional bowler and Roberts Wesleyan College women's bowling coach Heather Dorico. Heather, with all the things you're involved in, you must have a busy schedule filled with various challenges, various successes, people issues. How does faith play a role in your career as a professional, as a businesswoman, and also as a college coach? So with everything that I do, it's it has been hard sometimes since I graduated with my master's degree to figure out if I'm on the right path or if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And am I fulfilling my purpose that um, God has laid out for me? And the way I got the job to coach at Roberts Wesleyan to coach this bowling team is kind of just like a divine intervention because I was on a flight heading out to California for a tour stop. And I happened to be sitting next to a woman and her husband that work in human resources at Roberts Wesleyan. And we just got to talking. She was asking why I was going to Las Vegas and I was telling her about bowling. And she says, well, you know, Roberts is looking for a bowling coach. And I said, no way. And, you know, she's like, if you're interested, you know, you should apply and we'll, you know, get you in for an interview. And at the time I was like, do I want to be a coach? And I was like, you know what? I think this is a sign. I think this is something that I am meant to do. So faith has kind of just played this role of being a guiding light and trusting that God has a plan for me and just kind of following the signs that he gives me that keep me on this path. Um, and I try to tell it to my girls too, you know, if you get lost sometimes and you, you don't know what direction to go, just kind of try to listen to God. He'll, he'll point you in the right direction if you listen to him and trust him. So um, that's been the biggest factor for me the last couple of years in finding my way. People have different faith journeys, faith paths. Some grow up through the church. Some come to it later in life. Would you mind sharing with us how your faith first became real to you? How old were you when you began focusing on your faith more seriously? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up going to a Catholic school, um, but I don't think that faith was as important to me then. I think it was just something that I had to do. You know, growing up going to school, I had to go to church and um, I didn't fully understand my relationship with God, and I don't think I understood it until uh, my college years when I went through some harder times, and I really had to lean on my faith, and there were times that I would read the Bible just to kind of bring me at peace with things and just to calm me down. Um, it was very grounding for me, and then also when I graduated school and moved back home for a little bit, um, I felt like my mom needed something to go to, and this is going to sound so silly, but um, we went to a church and we found a small group and I wanted her to do the small group with these women, but she wouldn't go without me. So I went with her and I think it ended up being more of a transformation for me than it was for her. Mm. <laughs> um, it just really, really solidified my faith and um, it helped me grow into a deeper relationship with God. And that was just like a, a very changing thing for me. Instead of feeling like I had to go to church, I wanted to go to church. You know, trying to change my mom's life, and I changed my own. <laughs> cool. We like to pray for our guests, Heather. We like to uh, let our listeners have the ability to pray for them. They can feel connected. How can we pray for you? What What can we pray for you about? Um, just pray that uh, things continue to grow within our program and that we are— um, able to find the right resources that we need to build this program 
and also to keep me grounded. It's it's hard sometimes being a leader in this generation. It's a very different generation than even when I grew up, and um, and I'm only 28. But learning how to lead these girls with faith and and help them grow as people, it, it can be a challenge nowadays. And I really, really want to take that head on. I want to be a great coach, but I want to be a great mentor to them for the rest of their life. So just praying that I find the right ways to do that and do it with integrity and with faith. Heather, I want to thank you again for coming on the program, joining us, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. That's Heather Dorico joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. Professional bowler, certified trainer, business owner, Roberts Wesleyan College bowling's coach. I, this woman is involved in a great many things. And how cool is it to hear her want to be a better coach, want to be a better leader at only 28 years old? You know, to have, she wants to, she's asking us to pray for her so that she can be a better leader to the girls on her team. I, I think that's exciting. I think that already shows great leadership and uh, another great coach in Robert's lineup. Stay with us. We got more coming up after the break. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College. We're proud to be a serious athletic school with great opportunities for serious athletes. In fact, we have the only Division II athletic program in the area. Our many varsity programs range from basketball, tennis, and cross country to track and field, golf, volleyball, and soccer. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. 